You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, my guest is Spider Dan of The Secret Boars. So if you haven't heard of Spider-Dan before, then shame on you because he is a delight. Uh, He was on some of the Book of Boba Fett discussions that I did. They're on my YouTube channel, but also on the feed of Comics in Motion. And we've got more things planned for the future, both for this show, for his, and for some other places too. So this is not the last time you'll be hearing from Spider-Dan, and I would hope it's not the first, but in case it is, it's not going to be the last. But... In addition, this whole conversation was over two hours long, so I split it in two, part one on this feed on this day, part two will release this time next week, but if you can't wait for that, please consider checking out my Patreon. For only £1 a month, you get access to any episodes of Genuine Chit Chat that get split in two, you get access to both parts in one unsplit episode when part one drops, so now, and in addition to that, you also get at least one episode of mine and Megan's weekly Afterthoughts show as well, so lots of cool nerdy stuff for that, but I'll get into that a bit more in the outro after you've heard part one of the conversation Um, but I will add in here there are going to be some slight spoilers so if you haven't seen Black Widow there's going to be some spoilers for that as well as Spider-Man No Way Home and then some generic MCU spoilers so like I think the Doctor Strange trailer gets mentioned I don't think we talk about what happened in there because I I don't think I had actually watched it at the time of recording this but generally I'd say if you are really against having anything spoiled for you or any discussions of what's to come in some Star Wars or some MCU shows as of recording this it's mid-February 2022, uh, so it's after Hawkeye, but before Moon Knight and after Book of Boba Fett. Now, we don't explicitly discuss those things at nauseam, but I just want to pre-warn that I know some people are really hot on spoilers and don't want anything being discussed, so that is your mild spoiler warning. But if you're like me and you're generally caught up with MCU stuff by now, there's nothing that we discuss that's going to be a spoiler at all. But yeah, just in brief, we basically talk about how and why Dan started a podcast, his career in acting. We then talk about both of our love of movies and we talk about cult classics. And it's a big old movie discussion primarily. Uh, And then after that, we kind of discuss a little bit more about cinemas and those sort of things. And then we start to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that sort of thing. And then that kind of bleeds into part two of the conversation because that's where it kind of splits. But that's enough from me, guys. Aside from me saying there's going to be a quick promo for the Era of Geek podcast by a friend of the show, Paul DeMac, also known as the Super Dummy Paul. He's on Superheroes for Dummies, but he launched his own show called Era of Geek last year. I was on, I think, the first or second episode that got released of that. Many members of Comics in Motion and people I've had on this show have actually been on Era of Geek. It's it's a really, really cool show. And if you've never listened to Dan before, I would recommend checking out that episode of Era of Geek before you listen to this full conversation with him just because it gives a good amount of information about Dan in himself and uh, yeah it's just a really good show I think more people need to go check out Era of Geek and follow on social media and that sort of thing but link to that is in the description so without further ado here's the promo for Era of Geek and then part one of my conversation with Spider Dan in a world of stereotypes being called a geek comes with a certain image There is still that ingrained thing within me that is a little bit embarrassed about it. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream, and behind every geek is a real story. My dad was the one who got me into Star Wars and things. Join me, your super dummy Paul, as I continue my learning experience and talk to the real people. I'm a secondary school teacher, so I teach 11 to 16 year olds in English. Subscribe to Era of Geek to hear their stories. He's one of them like, you've ever going to grow up? I'm like, no, why should I? I I like my life. I I enjoy what I do. This is my hobby. Search for Era of Geek on your favourite podcatcher or go to superdummy.co.uk slash geek.
Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Here we are. I am here with the all-powerful Spider Dan, and we've been nattering on for about 20 minutes before even pressing record about a wide variety of things, some of which we're not specifically going to tell you guys, because other podcasts and things kind of have them uh, either out or soon to be out. But mm. Dan, good sir, um, when we start the podcast by you telling us, I know I'm not going to try and tread all the same things that um, happen in Geek. I, I really recommend people go and check out Era of Geek, Paul DeMac, the super dummy, super dummy Paul. Uh, I'll make sure I put a link in the description, because that's like a really good intro to you as a person so this is more of an add-on to that i don't want to be instead of but the name spider dan why don't you tell us sort of where that came from why you started a podcast and we'll just kind of flitter about from there i it's uh when i was when i was a kid i got all sorts of horrible fucking nicknames like you name it i had all they all seem to be around the size and shape of my head um (laughs) and i was like it would start off and it was like you got a big fucking head you got triangle head you got fucking alien head and then things just kind of escalated from there they were like you look like fucking z from ants (laughs) or you or you you look like zerg like no yeah zerg from toy story because i didn't get that one really because they were like alien he's an alien that movie was out at the time so zerg i was like sure what the fuck it doesn't matter uh you know uh, so i kind of it was kind of a nickname i kind of gave to myself which i guess is not really the way nicknames should really work i'm like well, well, I'm gonna- for branding it works i mean that's how that's how you that's what a brand is isn't it when you want to like you know the thing is keep make sure you keep your brand and blah 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 it's like that's how we remember you so it that actually works out for the best in the long run yeah, in a, in a weird in a weird way, it kind of just kind of makes sense. Like I've always been like Spider Man is my you know personal hero. You can see him in the fucking background even mm-hmm. now. Several Spider Man Marvel related. Oh, there's Modok. Um, <laughs> several related kind of stuff. But um, yeah, like for me, that was like very key component to kind of who I was and relating to that journey of that character, being the nerd and wanting to be something different and to be be greater than than what you appear to be, like mm. the the hero row inside yourself um so uh so yeah i kind of did that and obviously i was a big spider-man fan so i think i just kind of you know kind of just kind of called myself that because it was kind of like it's kind of catchy and kind of worked and and everyone knew i was kind of into spider-man so why not uh and yeah the the podcast kind of came out of me i kind of came out of the i'd done about i'd done 10 years worth of acting Mm. uh professional work um longer probably more like 15 years if you include the years of uh, college training i did three years of college and then another three years at uni so maybe more like 16 years total um I was really into it as a kid, like really young. And then I kind of fell out of it because I was like, I'm a teenager and I'm too cool to prance around on stage. I want to get with girls. Um, uh, and I didn't get with any girls. So that was, uh, that was the problem. <laughs> to your back to acting. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, well, I, it was, it's interesting because I, I am, you know, I've, I've talked about it on, uh, on, on the, uh, the geek podcast and said, you know, I have learning difficulties and that's affected me kind of socially and uh, growth um, kind of, you know, learning and just just getting on with people, kind of socialising. I, mean, I have got better over years, thank fuck. Um, <laughs> or I just, uh, I don't know where I'd be, just in some sort of hole, uh, chained up somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it, and that kind of, I, I failed up like pretty much all my GCSEs. I didn't even get any C grades. I was mm. like, fuck, what do I do now? And they were like, at college, they were like, you can do art. Mm. 
well, you can do acting. And I was like, well, I'm shit at art. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to re, you know, reignite that old kind of passion. And again, it kind of lit that fire. And and yeah, I just continued. I, I went on, you know, uh, top grades throughout college, went on to uni, um, came out with a kind of a 2-1, which, you know, for someone who's, you know, uh, has learning difficulties, that was, uh, you know, I was like, pretty chuffed with that you know mm. it's, you know I, did, I knew i wasn't gonna get first there's, yeah. there's no way even i was like I'm, I, I don't wear that hard <laughs> i don't deserve a first i don't suck up i don't suck up enough as some of these other actors um but like over the time I, like, i've had a great career and i had a lot of uh, i did a lot of theater mostly i did a little, a little bit of kind of tv and extra stuff but mostly kind of comedy or um yeah, kind of comedic roles or villain roles mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very rarely the kind of romantic lead. Um, <laughs> uh, I, d- I did have one sex scene, and it was with uh, it was with uh, one of my best friends. Um, so it was a it was a gay it was a gay sex scene from Angels in America. If you're familiar with that uh, TV series, or but now that yeah. you mentioned a gay sex scene, I might just uh, have to <laughs> oh, <laughs> take a look. You want to? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it's not recorded. I don't think we've got it recorded anywhere. But I could, there's a there's a there's a funny little story. Maybe I'll I'll save that for a little later on. But uh, but yeah, I kind of over the years and stuff, I kind of fell out of love with acting. And I think mm-hmm. um, you're not in it for the fucking money. So no, no. So if you don't love it, what's the point in doing it? And I I became a bit kind of complacent. I became a bit kind of lazy and the bitter, twisted actor, you know. And and I was kind of. I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm. You know, I was earning money and stuff. And and I was just like, I didn't do the research and things. I didn't, I was just like, I'll just do this. I've done this kind of character before. I'll just do this. And that's not the way you should be. You should, giving it your all, you should be putting in the effort. You should be wanted, passionate that you're going home and researching and reading plays and doing the work yeah. that, that is required to realistically or you know surrealistically whatever the role is portray that character and mm. uh, and it was just kind of like i think it was the, mer- the emergence of kind of social media and the idea that people were getting cast purely on how many followers they had on twitter yeah as opposed to being actually talented or you know being a good actor that that was it because you can get all these people to come see the show and they'll pay tickets and book the tickets in early and stuff in advance same with bands and- yeah, I yeah, got friends who are in bands and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, I've got you know fifty friends on Facebook who would willing to come to my first show, and then another ten who'd come to the second or third. On the fifth show with the same six song set, most people check out. Mm. But if you've got someone who's got like a billion friends on Facebook, or whatever, and they're just like, if you get less than one percent every time." a lot of the promoters are going to be like oh i love that band because you bring loads of people even though you don't sound good and this other band mm. sound brilliant we want you to bring people for money so i do get yeah. that kind of element yeah there is a kind of um like i think the the best word to describe how i felt was kind of jaded mm. i think is that's the best kind of word to describe it and i just felt that i just felt out of love with it it's like a bad relationship you know if you, if neither of you are putting in 100 percent it's not going to work out. You no. know, if you're not making the effort, it's not going to work out. And it was kind of like that. And I described it that that way. And, and I kind of, and again, it was like a bad relationship because I, I knew it was over, but I kept like holding on. I was like, it'll get better. You know, it'll improve. We'll, we'll, you know, if I do this or, you know, something will happen. If I get this, just get this next part. And I just, you know, I, I fell out of the world. I fell out of the social circle because there is a kind of a social circle involved as well, yeah. and and the networking element. Um, and I was just like, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" But I knew if I don't, if I didn't do something creative in some form, 
I was going to want to fucking kill myself if I'm just doing a day to day <laughs> mundane job, you know, like yourself, like, yeah. you know, you, you don't live for you, your job no. and I don't live for my job. It's literally just that gives me money to do things like this or gives yeah. me the, the ability to live and, and do the kind of things I want to do. And, you know, and I've got a Patreon with my, uh, some of the followers and a lot of people in the comics in motion group. They're amazing. Cause I very rarely deliver on my Patreon. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, why are they still paying me? I need to do more things. Um, again, there's one, uh, there's one coming up. I promise that I need to do, uh, which I will do very soon after uh, editing a four hour podcast. Um, but it kind of came, out of that and i've always i've always had a fondness for for kind of cult film mm-hmm. uh and underrated kind of media uh be it comic books especially a you know a big comic book fan as well so i just kind of slammed them together and i kind of looked around and i'd had i'd been on a couple of podcasts previously and i went you know what i can do this i'm yeah. sure i can do this I knew nothing going in. I absolutely, I didn't know, I didn't know what an RSS feed was. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know what you do. I didn't have the money to get the gear really that I needed, um, which is tough. But I think the thing with podcasting is great is you can do it in so many different ways. You can, you know, you can have your lapel mics, you can have a, you can do it on your phone. You know, it can be as long as you want or as short as you want. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. The sky is the limit, you know, do what you want. And I, I love that ability to just like, and, and my show is random as fuck anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, last week, last week I was talking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre comic. And this week I'm talking about Disney feminism, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I'm all about the variety. So, mm. uh, you know, the spice of life. And I try and get as many kind of different guests on, different voices and opinions and stuff. Um, uh, you know, and, and I, I like it because there's always a different version of me on every yeah. show, depending on who I'm with. And mm. um, so everyone gets to see a little bit of a, a different side of me. But, but that's basically what the show is about. It's about kind of exposing people to the sometimes the good and sometimes the bad. I know Andy would say the bad uh, of of films and comics and things like that. So, uh, but, you know, I, I, I just want my Angry Andy, you know, episodes as well, but I want them on my show. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm poaching him. That's how I feel sometimes when I have, because um, obviously you, me, Rhea and Megan, we're uh, sorting things out in the background uh, mm. for like a, a show that's going to have numerous episodes uh, over the, the year and the future and things. And I'm sure we'll probably branch out with other people as well. But yeah, at the moment, absolutely. it's just going to be the four of us. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I just want to chat. Oh, me and Megan to chat with a couple of other people about this thing. And it's like, we would just happen to get into a conversation about it. And we're like, well, we just do it like podcasting for me is, is is an excuse like i've said i might have said on geek actually um but yeah people go check out geek if you haven't already um do, but do really do it it's, it's great it's, it's so it's much fun such a great idea and like paul let me actually absolutely just paul i think paul speaks twice and i only allow him to speak twice <laughs> in his own show but i think that's a gift as well to give people that time that opportunity to to open up and it was really nice to do that and and this is a similar thing this is the appendix if you will to that <laughs> the epilogue um <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things where i, I kind of started the podcast partly because some of my friends told me as well they're like you know mike uh 
you talk an awful lot, you want a creative outlet, you stop doing the YouTube thing, you stop making music videos for bands, uh, you know, you're not musically talented, you can't sing for shit, so <laughs> podcasting, you know? Um, <laughs> that's a lot of the short friends. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could have learned an instrument, I just don't have the patience for it. I used to play keyboard and I tried guitar and stuff, mm. I just don't have the patience. I want to be able to just kind of click my fingers and things kind of be done. Although podcasting, I, that wasn't the case necessarily. I had to no. self-teach. Uh, but because I already had the background in doing YouTube stuff and music videos, I knew the basis of all audio editing and video editing and and just audio editing on the low scale where it's just cutting silence out of people talking and making sure things are loud enough quiet enough reduce echo bass etc is very simple not like actual full-on talented mastering (laughs) nothing like that i can't do that um because all those things and like i had a uh, apprenticeship and i did graphic design a lot and i did media studies i have like all these little skills that really help when like being a podcaster and being able to basically do everything yourself and that's what i've always been doing Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I just want an excuse to talk to people about a lot of these things. And one of the reasons even like the Afterthought show I've got with Megan on my Patreon, the only reason we've really got that is because I want, when me and Megan watch a film, I'll ask her, oh, what do you think of that? And she goes, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh yeah, it was all right. And I got any more to say? She's like, not really. This bit was cool, I guess. And there's no way to get out of her. But if she's in a conversation with someone else about it, she'll open up loads and so it's like on um on afterthoughts it's just like i chuck on a mic and i get to talk with megan about the films i want to talk to her about and because she does have that part in her where i don't think she thinks she has this but she does have that presenting part in her where oh, she definitely. does want to you know uh she is very yeah. funny she, wa- and she wants to share people yeah. with people and exactly that, that experience she's she's great i i really every time i've uh I've listened to the show. I, I'm not on the Patreon. Of course, I'm, I'm not. This isn't me trying to dig at you. Going, Dan, you're not on my Patreon. No, better I, be on that. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I mention it to my other friend, he was like, um, "I'm, I'm, I'm paying for a mortgage. I, I, I can't have that on my thing." And I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's fine. You don't. I don't expect. I literally expected nobody's. When I started it, I went, "I'm just going to put it out there. If people join, it's fine." But I really expect nobody to to come on and do it. I was, and then I, within the day, I had three or four people, and I was like, "Fuck me!" And then five, and then six, and um, and so on and, it, and again such great people so, so patient and they love everything i do always sharing and stuff and it's it's brilliant and yeah megan is great the more i hear from megan here about megan the more and more i'm impressed by her just her everything she's done and, and mm. her, her entire life i'm like i'm like wow she is incredible yeah i mean she <laughs> speaks four languages she's learning a fifth language learning how to speak german as well she can play like banjo saxophone keyboard uh steel pan she's uh like played steel pans and things in a in a wow. steel pan band she's traveled like uh, loads of europe like by herself like her and a friend of hers just for a month went interrailing just going on the trains for through like romania to like from like spain to romania to like all kinds of other places and stuff and obviously where mm. she can speak four languages and do all that and i'm like fuck me I, like what was i doing when i like moved out of home i was like nothing <laughs> I mean, nothing I, I at was all. Pro- I was probably just wanking. Lots lots and lots of porn visits and like yeah, I've got like, an encyclopedic vis I've got yeah. an encyclopedic knowledge of porn stars, which is helpful. I've to traveled no the one. world. I've traveled the world through porn. <laughs> um, Brazilian. <laughs> Japanese. Uh, no, like, you know, even you talking about your skills and you know, music and editing and stuff. And I was like, I could barely act. Uh, on a good day I'm like I was like that's just I can just about like I think that was why I did it as well because somebody was like I think initially it was kind of like I don't want to be me I don't like me so I'm just going to become somebody else I'm going to be sexy and heroic or I'm going to be a 
a psycho killer or a creeper, a weirdo. Um, one of my friend's mums, she went, she came up to me once and uh, after a, we did a comedy sketch and I played a creep in it, surprise, surprise, which is seemingly one I get cast as a lot. And, and it was like, and she went, you do creepy very well. I was like, is that? Is that a compliment? <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure if that's like, is it just the way I look? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that's why. Moving on. <laughs> that's why I couldn't be an actor, really, because when, especially when I was younger, it was just like, well, I have to pretend to be other people, but I want me, me. <laughs> so it was like, no, there's no me pretending to be other people. I was too egotistical for that sort of tomfoolery. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of ego in a lot of pretentiousness and ego in the in the acting world, and and I've experienced it. And I think there's a bit there's a bit of that kind of pat yourself on the back type thing, and mm. that you. You know, there's a showcase for yourself and you want people to come up to you. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's almost like people have to come and tell you you did a good job. <laughs> like directly after, like, did you like the show? What did you think of the show? Was I good? Was I good? Tell me. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. Feed me. Feed me more. Compliments. Um, it's kind of like there, you, you're, you're almost like it's, you're trapped and you have to say that you love it. Yeah. <laughs> like you go to someone's wedding and go, oh, it's so beautiful. Um, and then they turn around and go, no. It's a piece of shit. My wedding would be much better. Um, <laughs> it's more what you think and what you say, isn't it? It's it's like anything though, because like with performing, it's, it's one of the reasons why this podcast was so good for me. Because uh, I started it four and a half years ago now. Let me think. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, September 2018. I think it's when the first episode dropped. So I was doing mm. it a little bit before then. Um, but for me, it was it worked really well because it was I'm attached to the the name and the brand and stuff. But ironically, it's not about me. So it's that kind of thing where it's it's like, you know, although people who like me as a host will then tune in more, hmm. the, the point of it is not about me. The point is, you know, probably about half to two thirds of the conversations I have are with people who are, you know, everyone is slightly more interesting than I am on these shows. But part of the half to two thirds is kind of like, these are people that I want them to talk as much as possible. They probably won't come on the show again because they've got this one or two things to talk about. But this is really, really interesting to hear. And then the other sort of, quarter to third ish is people like yourself and other podcasters who i'm friends with and it's just i want an excuse to chat to this person for an hour to two and recording it and putting it out there is a lot of fun so it's kind of that nice mix where it's like although people come in and listen for me the good thing is is that if i talk too much it takes away from the show so i have to self-manage certain parts of me yeah I, i i definitely like i i sometimes have to kind of check check in with myself while I'm doing it because I'm a talker. Mm, like same. I I'm just I am a talker. And there's a I wanna I wanna say that, you know, I don't just talk over people, but I do. Like <laughs> I, I I will honestly like you listen to my shows, there's times where I just be like, nah. Like if you listen to the one with Jack, the one we did on uh, the Alfred Hitchcock, uh, we did Rear Window, we did um uh, Body Double and we did uh Disturbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was editing that and I went, fucking hell, Dan, (laughs) shut the fuck up. You've got an amazing, talented, you know, film reviewer, teacher of film who knows more than you fucking do, you idiot. (laughs) What are you doing? You're talking all over. You're running roughshod all over him. I will say in my defense, I was, I either got a flu jab or a COVID jab that day. 
but I felt so, so bad. Um, I was like, I need to get him back on again and actually let him fucking speak this time. <laughs> so we did our uh, wrong direction recently on uh, 1941. 1941. I, I'm almost, I think I've, I've either just finished that or I'm in the last like, few minutes of that. Uh, it's yeah. a film I'd never seen. I'd never even heard of it. And then I saw a lot of people, and then when I saw you guys were like, yeah, it's not good. I was like, okay. <laughs> I can I'll listen to that. it without yeah. the spoilers. <laughs> it's like with VHS Strikes Back or the comics and motion TV movies thing. It's either, either I've seen it or it's so bad I'm never going to watch it but it's that exactly. weird middle ground where it's just like you know there's quite a few I'm, I'm a film buff as well but mm. there's a, a large amount of films I just haven't seen and we've got one of those um, 100 movie posters where you can like scratch it off like a scratch card at oh, certain nice. films that you've um, seen and it shows a nice little cool non-copyrighted image uh, it's quite funny seeing some of the things like uh, American History X is a tooth on a curb and I'm like that's cool ah, even that I'm is that. yeah and then you've got Terminator it's just sunglasses with like a, like a red dot there and I was like that's just Terminator enough so you don't get yeah. sued. Um, they, do, they do them online, the minimalist posters for movies. Yeah, exactly. I, I like those. R- really well done. And, mm. and again, just a simple, I, I love it, like really simple images and even like comic book, uh, my favorite like comic book costumes on superheroes are the ones that are, that, are, that have simplicity about them. Mm. Like, again, I love Spider-Man. That is probably one of the more complex ones. Uh, with all it's the quite blocky and in color though, isn't it? I mean, and it depends yeah. which one you think about. I mean, if you think about complexity of almost... If you think about like coloring in individual areas, maybe, mm. but when and of, I suppose think think about I think it's more so when if it's just him standing there. Oh, excuse me, if it's just him standing there, it's not too bad. But I think it's more so when he starts to turn and trying mm. to get the um, perspective of the, the the webs on it properly. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, with Batman, it's a bit easier because it's you know a lot of it's just darkness, so it's quite easy. And Superman is just blue and abs and a bit of red. Whereas yeah, Spider Man with those lines, I'm just like if you have that front on shot. And then he t- he bends over slightly. The whole yeah. of the drawing of the actual webbing on his chest. So yeah. thinking about it more so, I think you're right. It's probably one of the most complex perspective-wise to draw. Well, if you notice in a lot of the animation as well, they do very minimal webbing because mm. it's it's too hard to animate if you just got loads of little... Here's a comic book fact that you may or may not know. So early on when Spider-Man was, you know, would shoot like webs towards the camera, it would just be like a net and they'd just be like... And it just become more netting, yeah. and then Todd McFarlane came along in the, like the late eighties, and he invented what he calls the spaghetti webbing, mm. which is like the long strand with the kind of mm. looping around it, which is basically what it is now. That's the standard kind of Spider-Man mm. webbing for the most part, uh, and that was so he could use it as he kind of it was like imagine it as a kind of like a film camera, and he was mm. kind of what he wants to shoot it towards, wants him swinging directly into the camera and stuff, um, and that's that's all my bag. That early nineties late 80s spider-man artwork is like it's pucker it's absolutely <laughs> pucker um I, it's a proper my bag all that stuff you know and the 90s was not the necessarily the greatest time for comic books necessarily but i think there was some there was some good stuff in there um yeah. but well, yeah whereas with movies it's kind of the opposite i'd say 90s i mean 80s has got some incredible movies i will say 80s is i think for me the 80s is where the turn happens where the percentage of amazing movies increases. I mean, the volume of movies in general increases, so maybe that's why it feels that way. But you've got like so many of the class. I mean, you've got obviously, you know, Hitchcock and some of the other sort of classics that were before the eighties. But if you ask most people nowadays, now top 10 films, the, probably I'd say seven or eight out of ten are going to be from the 80s onwards and I imagine that at least five of them are going to be in the 80s or 90s themselves because hmm. the I mean 
I don't think I don't think anyone doesn't have a favorite film that came out in the 90s. You know, when you've got literally 94 is one of the best films. Um, 94 and 99 are two of the best years of film ever. And there's just that's two. You've still got like another, you know, seven or eight in, in that decade. There are so many. So when it comes to those sort of movies and stuff, I find that with comics, it was is flipped. But I've only I'm now getting into comics for like. Uh, re- re- retrospectively, retroactively, because yeah. like mm. I barely, when I was younger, I read the Beano and um, the Dandy, but only when yeah, the Beano. So, was same available. here, same here. They did. Uh, I remember when I was when I was young, in the kind of they were still selling in the newsagents and stuff. There wasn't so many kind of uh, comic book shops and, as they are now, and that's mm. where you basically get them. I mean, you can still get like the kind of some versions of yeah. like, the comics and British reprints, but they did these American these British versions of the American reprints, and they had these cardboard covers. There was, um, I think, it was the Sensational Spider Man, and I think they did um, uh, Wolverine Unleashed and X Men something or other. And they were just reprints of like two or three years before. So they yeah. were basically playing catch up. So it was the same comics and stuff. They didn't edit them too much. And there were some letters pages and stuff. But that kind of helped me get into comics as well. So just having that ability to just go up and grab one. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff I was reading that I shouldn't have been reading at such a young age. Like uh, Daredevil, Man Without Fear has mm. got sex, violence, um, you know, all this sort of like grim and dark. It's a Frank Miller book. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get the whole hog uh, with that man. Um, love him or loathe him, you're going to get it. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's like with – because I, I found my brother wasn't really into comic books necessarily. Um, and so because of that – but I was watching a lot of films I shouldn't have been. Like my parents always would say to my brother – because Rob is 17 years older than me. So my dad um, my dad and my two brothers' mum split mm. and then dad got with my mum. So – when that happened, mum and dad said to Rob, they're like, you can show him, as long as you think it's appropriate, you can show him anything, but make sure it's got not too much sex and not too many drugs in. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Cracked the knuckles and be like, right then, Aliens, Predator, <laughs> um, lots of random Japanese films, you know, like Versus and things like that. And it's mm. just like, all these crazy cool films. Has it got a dude with a giant sword in it? Let's go for it. Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Let's just do all these ridiculously cool, over-the-top, amazing movies because there's no sex or drugs in them. Apart from, you know... That's, that's the- interesting though, occasional. isn't it? Like... It's interesting that parents seem to be okay with, and America as well, and kind of the censorship and everything. Extreme violence seems to be okay, but you show you show you know a loving relationship, a loving sexual relationship. Eh, eh, don't show that. <laughs> can't can't possibly show that. Oh no, sex. They might get ideas. You know, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. Get ideas how they were created. <laughs> how like ninety nine point nine nine percent of all humans are here right now. Yeah, exactly. It makes, you know, it's it's bizarre that we have that kind of weird hypocrisy or that dichotomy of like, that's not appropriate, but that is. I guess it's because if kids go out, if they if you see people doing drugs or having sex, there's an impression that you're going to go out and do that. If you watch some bloke with a sword trying to kill aliens, it's like, well, good luck. Unless you have a very racist understanding of what aliens are, you're not going to have any luck finding them. Not going to have any. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think... That's that's a whole nother discussion. That I is think. a big I, discussion. I almost opened up a very big can of worms. Yeah, there. I was like, oh, we're going to go down this, this <laughs> Get into the this precipice. rabbit hole. You're just looking at the edge of the cliff like, do we want uh, to delve down this or should we no. turn back around yeah, I think, the field a bit more? I think, uh, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll leave we'll leave that, potet- that uh, potentially uh, yeah, spiralling <laughs> ever and ever and onwards and onwards and further down. Uh, no, we'll leave, we'll leave that. But um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a lot of, I think it was kind of the blockbuster age was the 80s, I think. Mm. I think, 
obviously, arguably, Spielberg created them in the 70s, and they, but they kind of really took off in the 80s, and that was that big boom. And then, again, the 90s were kind of added to it. And again, now we've got got a film out every day, you know, if it's on streaming or iTunes or Amazon or, you know, wherever, there's something always being released. I think we've regressed, though, somewhat. I think in the 90s, it was kind of the cream of the crop where it was the good proportion of great films coming out uh, and being recognized as great films, or at least coming out and then becoming cult classics like Fight Club and things like that. And the turn of the, the millennia as well kind of worked as well. But then because of... The way the cinema is now and stuff, it's kind of like like I, it's quite bad really. But I I go to the cinema for basically every Marvel film, most DC films, uh, depending. I, I'm I do like DC films. Megan isn't as fussed by them, so it kind of mm. depends. Uh, but every Marvel film, definitely, obviously every Star Wars film. But then all the kind of in between stuff. Normally we'll go to the cinema with Megan's mum to see a couple of uh, musicals. It's how I saw the. Have you seen Cats? Uh, I've seen the I've seen the stage. I was I think I was a baby when the stage show came to Blackpool, where yeah. which was where I grew up, uh, and apparently I loved it and was dancing along. My friend showed me it a couple of years ago the the filmed version of the stage mm. version, and I went, "What the fuck is this?" You have <laughs> like, no idea, mate. You, the, the film, me and Megan. So Megan liked it when she was a kid, um, and Megan's mum really likes the stage production and the filming of the stage production mm. and so we went and saw cats the film it and we saw it at the cinema and after about 15 minutes me and megan gave each other a look and then megan whispered to me after about an hour she was like if we weren't here with my mum we would have left by now and i was like i'm glad you feel the same because mm. it is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and the reason i want to ask is because it seems like the kind of film you would tackle <laughs> on the secret balls but i'm like it, it's one of those films where there's certain films like you know, 1941, which I was misguided, yeah. and there's that and the other. And there's other films that are like, they're so bad, they're good. Like Demons is a good example. Oh, Demons, Demons is great, yeah. So good. Like the special effects, like the, like the physical effects are really good, but it everything makes, else is quite bad, which makes yeah. it work even better. It makes fuck all sense, but that's kind of why I love it. It's just, yeah. fuck, I, I was actually listening to my iTunes on Shuffle today, and um, Saxon came on. It was like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. and, I was like, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to watch fucking Demons again. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. Um, again, I, I, but I love that. I love, I, you know, in the, in, our, in the show, I don't just want to look at like you know shit films. And, no, exactly. Or so good they're bad. I want to look at stuff that you know is really obscure or really off the wall. But then I also like to look at you know the kind of award winning stuff on occasion. But I, I do tend to avoid kind of the the Oscars and the the award ceremonies and stuff. I've got friends who are into that, but it's it's not really my bag and. For me, I tend to avoid. I, I like genre stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm always into my genre stuff. If it's sci-fi, good. Mm. You know, fantasy, whatever. Like you know, it's a crime drama or something like that. I, I, it, if it's got like something about it, yeah, I, I'm more interested. If it's just a drama, you know, I do, I do enjoy a good drama, I enjoy a good rom-com, and you know, all these other different films. Same with like my music taste. I'm I'm a bit of everything. Oh, I'm the same. And and I was like. But I, I do tend to gravitate towards certain things. And, mm. you know, if I hear about something, I'll go, yeah, I'm going to watch that. You know, like purely off like one little thing I've heard about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching that. But yeah, I, I like having that variety and that scope. And, and you know, again, introducing 
things to people is great. And you know, whether, whether they listen, uh, whether they watch it, I know, I know Jack tries to watch everything, and uh, Paul Mello, who's another fan, he tries to watch everything that I I say. And and sometimes the stuff I choose is like really difficult to find as well. Like, yeah, it's really like really really obscure. You can find it on like a really crappy DVD from 1999 <laughs> with a cardboard cover. You know, and it's like you go out and find that. But you know, I don't expect everybody to do that. But if they have some fun and they learn something within the podcast, you know, every, I'm happy. As long as not as, the the last thing I want Spider-Man and the Secret Balls to be is boring. Um, <laughs> so I hope it's never that, uh, you know, given the title anyway. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun to to kind of delve into all these different kind of and again, I think I agree, like 80s is kind of the cornucopia of kind of, you know, you had these insane horror movies, you've got this crazy, like the like canon films and all those kind of action movies, all the stuff on like VHS Strikes Back as well. Mm. And, you know, all the stuff kind of like Max Byrne likes and everything like that, all those cheesy Seagal films. <laughs> um, I'm not, I don't like Seagal. I'm sorry, Max. I'm sorry, Max. I do not like Seagal. I, I've only seen a small amount of stuff that's actually in him. Obviously, he's in uh, Machete, which is an absolutely incredible movie. Yeah. Um, and then I saw because my brother, because my brother was born in '76, I think he's born very only a few weeks away from like Dave. So him and Dave have a lot of similarities. Mm. So where I've had, and obviously in comics and motion, uh, when uh, before your time, uh, when we did the uh, as a an image before that I was, came along and spoiled everything. Well, no, he didn't spoil anything, Dan. <laughs> but before you and Andy and the extended family was here, we. We did a um uh, a portrait but all of us are superheroes and i yeah, was yeah, spider-man it's amazing yeah it's phenomenal and i was spider-man in part because he is also my favorite uh, superhero and things and he connected me to nerd stuff very early on in gaming yeah. and etc but also because i was the youngest one there and mm. so it's kind of that thing where it's like in uh, Infinity War and Endgame, yeah. whereas like all these people who are basically adults, and there's this one kid who gets like a quarter of their references, but he can kind <laughs> of like he kind of go there with everyone else, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's me. Like I've seen some, I've seen yeah. more films that you guys talk about than most people my age. So yeah. for people my age, like, oh, you've seen loads of weird, crazy '80s films. When I talk to anyone who's slightly older, they're like. Mm. You've seen a few. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen some of the highlights. Not all of them. Not all of the crazy. <laughs> you stuff. should have seen everything. Yeah, and and that. But that's that expectation. Like you haven't seen this. You haven't seen that. And and there's a lot. There's a lot of the big ones. Like I haven't seen. Like yeah, same. I've not seen Goodfellas. I've not seen Casino. I saw um, Goodfellas for the first time a few years ago. I watched Godfather for the first time last year. Yeah, I saw it. A, I saw it a few years ago. I've still not seen Godfather two. No way. Like like um like. The more someone tells me to watch something, the more I don't want to watch it. And there's yeah. there's, a, there's a thing in me now a little bit with the Marvel films mm-hmm. that it's almost like I'm a I'm edgy. I'm a little <laughs> bit edgy. That I'm like, oh, it's, it, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into it. I, you know, I read all the comics, read the Avengers comics, and and again, like before Iron Man, these are all like B-list characters, like yeah. in the comic book world, not necessarily. Like the the comics would sell enough for them to keep going. Like like Daredevil and, and Iron Man in the seventies and eighties were like the tryout books. They would put new writers and artists on there because they knew it would sell enough. Mm. But then it didn't have to do silly numbers, or if it dropped a little bit, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect anything. So they, they'll just be like, we'll take that writer off, put that on artist <laughs> on, we'll do that, we'll do this. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, you know, I'd love to see this. And you know, when I saw Infinity War and Endgame, and I was like. You did it. You did it. I can't believe it. 
I can't believe you did it. You managed to do this. And uh, and it's an achievement. It's a massive cinematic mm. achievement. However you feel about it, um, it's it's crazy. But but like the 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 because my friend always quite liked that I was into the geeky comic book kind of like anime and all this other cult films and stuff. And the second they Marvel like really hit it big, he went. It's it's not as special anymore. It's not as like something we've shared together. It's not as unique. Like, and they don't know as much about it. Or they, you know, there's that meme going around where like, um, you know, they see the Moon Knight trailer and like, I've always been a fan of Moon Knight. Moon Knight is my favorite. I know everything about Moon Knight. You know, <laughs> and uh, and it, it like I'm not a gatekeeper. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, you can love something. You can, you know, there's no. You don't need to know everything about a film. You don't need to know who the actors are or the. I don't know. I tend not to know who the producers or the cinematographers are. And no, I know directors are. and actors. That's normally it for me. Yeah, uh, like writers sometimes, and you know, uh, you know, composers a lot of the time. I'll notice. Oh yeah, a lot. yeah music um, is is quite a, a, to a degree. It depends. I know a few big names like Hans Zimmer and people like that. But when it comes to like the more, you know, more down to earth stuff, so I'm like, yeah, Limo and Miranda, Hans Zimmer. There's a yeah. handful of others. I'll do. I'll do. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and that's it. But I, I would never like. I think maybe back in the day, I was a bit snobbery, and, and but I was initially like, like I think nowadays with the I've talked about this, and I won't go into this particular thing because I've gone a bit over on it in the Geek Podcast and kind of like the the kind of toxic fandom and stuff, mm. and and now it's kind of you know it's it's weird because like back in my day, like you know I'd love to talk to anybody about this stuff, and peop- if anybody would listen, I was like, yeah. I'll go off on one. Um, and I, I'm still doing it now, you know, 35 years on or 34 years on, however old I am now. Uh, yeah, 35 in March. There we go. Uh, oh, funny. My birthday's in March. Know. My birthday's in March as well. I'm 28 in March, though. Yeah. What What day? What day? 16th. 13th. Oh, funny enough, we have the same birthday as uh, I have the same birthday as Megan's dad, oddly enough. Cool. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes there that I saw go to your eyes. Thinking, like, da- like daddy issues or something. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go down. I'm, I'm not, I'm, be- I'm a better person than that. I'm, I'm, I'm more respectful. I still saw it in your eyes. I still felt oh, yeah. it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I, yeah, I, I, this, I, I, I love geek culture and, and being part of the comics and motion family is really nice. And, and I found that the Twitter, my very small circle of Twitter that I keep is really, really good and really, really healthy mm. and nice. And I think if I, I drift too far out of there, I'm like, no, nope, hate it. People are horrible. I feel a bit like that as well. I'm like, get Especially back in, Star get back Wars in. stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of cool Spider-Man Star Wars as well. people. Spider-Man as well. Like, it's the last year. Kind of get out the shallow. Once you got into the deep end, it's like, oh, yeah. it's a bit scary out there. No, don't like this. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out. You dip your toe in and you go, no, don't like it. Uh, you know, I love people, but I also hate them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love, I say I love persons, but I hate people because I love individuals generally when you meet them. But when they become group, it's just an anonymous mm. stuff. It's, um, it, they just become assholes. And it's like with Star Wars, yeah. I, I know what you mean because like with the MCU when it all first started, you know, it was, it was a mammoth hit, but it still was, it was at the cusp of nerd stuff becoming mainstream. And I've always mm. been a massive nerd. I've, yeah. Not specifically with comics, but I was more of a video gaming nerd, or I'd read a lot of things, or that sort of stuff as well. But when it came to a lot of other things, with the movies and whatnot, it was it was really, really cool, and now it's peaks and stuff, and everyone watches it. But now it's kind of gone to the point where a lot of people were watching it, but now people have lost interest, they've drifted away. So now it's kind of like, how much of a nerd are you? But with Star Wars... I. This and this makes me sound like an asshole because I've said I've not said this on the podcast before. I don't think, but Ooh. it kind of aggravates me 
how much some people are into Star Wars now when they didn't used to be, which makes me sound like a dick. But mm. let me elaborate, which is like, I'm not a gatekeeper. I want to clarify. Anyone yeah. can love Star Wars or Marvel or anything as much or as little as they want to love anything. That's, you know, however yeah. much or little people want to invest their time into whatever they want to watch, it's up to them. But it's kind of frustrating where I've always been in Star Wars. I've played Star Wars video games. I've always liked the prequels. Always. I grew up with them, you know, Episode 1 came out in 99. I was five. So my entire life, I've always had the prequels. I went and saw, um, I think it was Revenge of the Sith at the cinema. I can't remember if I saw Attack of the Clones, but I remember seeing Revenge of the Sith. So it's like all these things, and I shared the six movies with my dad, and he passed away before the seventh was even announced. So that's like a little time capsule of my life. And I had all these like, the lightsabers and the figurines and lots of cool Star Warsy stuff, which I regret getting rid of, you know, yeah. probably before 2010. And then, you know, 2015 came around and it's all shot up again. But you get the people who are like, oh yeah, I've always loved Star Wars and stuff, but Mandalorian is the best thing about it. And I'm like, everyone is entitled to their opinion. But if you. If you think Mandalorian is the best thing Star Wars has ever created, then that probably tells me you you didn't really like Star Wars that much before Mandalorian. You probably enjoyed it. It was probably like, oh yeah, they're cool movies. Uh, you know, kind of how I feel somewhat about a lot of DC stuff. If you told me tomorrow you can never watch a DC film again, I'd be like, okay, well, let me watch Batman, the Batman with Ron Patterson. After that, I'm not that fast. I like the movies. I think they're yeah. cool, but I'm not that into them. Whereas if you said that about Star Wars, I'd be like, you fucking what? But it, back, it's just one of those things where I don't want to clarify to anyone who loves Mandalorian. You're welcome to. Mandalorian is great. But there's just little elements where it's like, I've always been really into Star Wars and there's that little part of me when I see it fucking everywhere now. And now when, when I tell people I like Star Wars, you can see it in a lot of people's eyes. They go, oh, you're like everyone else. I'm like, no yes yeah no i agree and that's I what agree. nerd stuff's happened a little bit and i'm yeah. like i'm really happy people who are nerdy are getting accepted but on the same token i'm like i don't want people thinking i like nerd stuff because everyone else likes nerd stuff i like nerd stuff and used to get bullied for it i've gone through the shit and now that it's in the mainstream and everyone's yeah. liking it or hunky dory it's like well i'm glad that kids growing up now in theory don't get bullied as much for being yeah. geeks but equally i'm kind of feel like my own passions and geekdom are taken away somewhat because they're so in the mainstream like, oh well you like you like the yeah, marvel I films I, you know what? I agree. I agree. I agree to to an extent. I I do feel like you know, like I used to. You know, if I talked about this in front of girls or something, it would mm. be considered like you know, uh, you know, just the unsexiest thing ever. <laughs> like and the like, opposite of an aphrodisiac. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, let me tell you about ego, the living planet. Um, <laughs> and they're like. Get the fuck away from me. How did you get out of my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> see, I do creepy very well. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I think there is there is an element of that that, you know, it's again, it's like again, with you, I'm not I'm not gatekeeping. I just there's something that, like my friend said, it kind of takes that kind of specialness away a little mm. bit. There's there's something, and again, it's that edgy thing of me yeah. where I don't do it. Like I, like I said with you on your podcast, I was like, I didn't watch The Mandalorian because everybody said it was so fucking good. And I know it's going to be good. Like mm. I didn't watch Jaws for years. And everyone goes, well, it's Jaws. It's popular. It's good. And I'm like, it probably will be very, very good. Do I want to watch it right now? Not particularly. And, mm. you know, eventually I, I got around to Jaws and went, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. But it's, it's, not, it's not something that, like, again, it's like that. Uh, again, I'm... Uh, I'm not one for peer pressure either. Like, again, it kind of goes back to like, 
you know, um, you know, you, you, you're wrong. You, you don't even like football. What the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, you, you know, all I've that got bullshit. That all and the time in my life. Why, why can't you like football? Why can't you be normal? And I'm like, this is my fucking normal. You can fuck off. <laughs> um, you know, I like this. You go do what the fuck you want. You know, and and that and that's it. And 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 it's kind of again. I think it is that kind of trauma a little bit. It's like you're. It was like this was my this was what kept me saying this is my something special for me and and then when everyone's like yeah it's the great it's 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 this and i i like this and and i've had people who know less about it than me tell me facts about it that are wrong mm. and i'm like oh, you, you're just getting it so, and the also what i don't like is the the youtube generation where they they they've read the Wikipedia. They've watched a YouTube video on it, and they go right. Well, I'm I'm you know the broad strokes of the story. So you know, say for example, like Maximum Carnage, they'll go well. This ha-, like you read the Wikipedia, it goes this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens. But you don't get those like intimate moments that yeah. those revealing character moments. It's not the same. It's 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 like it's like watching a film blindfolded. You're not going to get the same experience as, yeah. as actually reading it. So, you know, and, and I don't mind, you know, I, I'm not particularly, I, I don't worry about spoilers and things. I know there are people out there that do, and that's fair enough. You know, I get it. I understand. Um, but, you know, if I've, if I've read a spoiler, I'm like, yeah, but when I read it, I'll experience it. I'll feel different about it. Reading it on a Wikipedia page is nothing. I'll forget that instantly. Hmm. But if I if I absorb it and take it in the way it's been designed to, it's been created in such a way for me to ingest that information and enjoy it in such a way. I could, like there's so many books I've read that I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew exactly where it's leading. You know, just comic book history, for example. Hmm. Like I just know how that ends. I know how Nightfall ends. I know how um, you know, Daredevil the Man Without Fear ends, whatever, like you name it. I still read it and I still enjoy it and I still get a buzz out of it. Yeah. Even, you know, and, and even certain films that have still spoiled for me, you know, today, like like that, I knew that Luke cameo was coming like literally like years before I watched The Mandalorian for, for Book of Over Fett. Hmm. I still enjoyed it. I still got a real kick out of it. And it was a good, good, you know, thing to enjoy. Because again, yeah. if someone tells me about it, I go, oh. But when I watch it again, it's designed for me to elicit a feeling from me, to uh, to grab me and pull me by my heartstrings. And yeah. it's there's there's something for to be said about people enjoying. It's like people enjoy media as a third party. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like well, they're, they're like kind of they've got it on the background and on their phone and not really fully paying attention. Is that what you kind of yeah, mean? kind of like or oh. the or or you you don't watch a show. Yeah. Say someone does a review of, I don't know, Batwoman. Mm-hmm. You watch that review. Yeah. And then you're just like, that is my opinion. I see exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, third party. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, they go, well, I, I respect him and his opinion. So that is now my opinion, even though they've not watched it. That's actually one of the reasons I stopped listening to a lot of film review podcasts. Um, I used to listen to, so there's the YouTube channel Cinema Sins that people mm, should yeah. know because they do the Everything Wrong With videos, which are very clever and they've got a very clever thing on YouTube. I don't really watch them anymore mm. as much as I used to, but I used to listen to their podcast, I think it's called The Syncast. And the thing was, is I used to listen to it religiously. I used to love all their content. And then it got to a point where they'd review films I had and hadn't seen, and then it would it would taint whether or not I'd want, like I'd watch like a trailer yeah. for a film or I'd hear of a film. I'm like that sounds cool. And then they shit on it and I'm going now. And then it's like, is the film actually bad 
or do they just hate it? And then the more you listen, you go, they would hate films I love. And I'm like, do I? Like, I've described it in this way that like with with comics and motion VHS strikes back and for example your show and things hmm. when it's if it's a film I've seen or a film that I have no intention of seeing I'll happily listen to almost anything yeah. when it's the in-between if it's someone like I know what kind of films Jack likes I know what kind of films Chris and Dave respectively like and I know that you know depending on who says what and what the criticisms are will give me a vague idea of what i will think of the film to a degree but i also want to know what these guys think because i'm friends with them and i want to know their opinions on things when it's a random stranger on the internet it doesn't i'm never going to talk to them their opinion doesn't make any difference to me and also then it can kind of taint things a little bit yes and i've had arguments before where it aggravates me a bit and this happens in the comic book world and things. And I understand where people come from to a degree. But when people have a strong opinion on a film they haven't seen, and it really, sorry to be, if anyone's listening who's one of these people, it really fucks me off. Because I'm like, you can have an opinion to a degree on it looks like they've done this. Or, oh, I heard they did this and it changed that. It's like, yeah, but you don't know how this change or that change has actually impacted the film. It's all well and good saying, oh, they changed this thing about Batman. It's like, okay, yes, if you look at this one sentence and say, for example, if they made Batman's suit white, for example, I know that would be, you know, contrary to his whole thing. But if they hmm. said, oh, I'm not watching the new Batman film, he's got a white suit in it. And I go, okay, now that sentence makes it sound like they've ruined Batman. If you watch the movie and there's one scene where he's wearing a white suit and there's a genuine actual reason for it like he was hunting someone in the day for example and it actually made more sense for him to be white than black because of one reason or another in the context that works and that is then sometimes especially with trailers and things they make a big fuss about certain things and that's in the film for like 18 seconds it's a like bloody jurassic park fallen kingdom whereas like jeff goblin's narrating the trailer and then in the film he's actually in it almost less these in the goddamn trailer and you're like why did you even put him in there i thought jeff goblin was gonna be a big part of this film and he's not and it, it's just little things like that where I yeah. find if you're going to have a true opinion on something, you either have to have done like a, a ridiculous amount of research. If it's like a problematic movie or something, sure. it's slightly different. Yeah. But it's when like I, I struggle because sometimes I want to have film conversations with people and they go, oh, have you seen this film? Have you seen this film? Have you seen this film? And I'm like, I've only seen one of those films, which I'm happy to talk about. But the other one, I, I don't want my thoughts being tainted too much. Mm. I want to watch it and try and go in without too much expectation. And I think that's where the spoilery stuff bothers yeah. me more. Well, I think I think you can go you can say I don't like the look of that. Yeah. But if you like if you see a trailer and you go, I don't like the look of that trailer. For example, I, I'm not looking really looking forward to the Morbius film uh mm. with Jared Leto. I don't think it looks good. Yeah. However, I can't say it's a shit film because I've not seen it. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It could be the greatest film ever made. <laughs> I, d- I doubt it. I doubt um, it too. <laughs> you know, um I, I said to Max, you know, it's not it's not often I'll I'll miss it. Like Max is really good. He's really passionate. We'll go see anything. Um and I really appreciate that about him. But even I was like, you know, sometimes I spend a bit too much time with Andy and he's like, it looks shit, you know, I hate it, blah, 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 blah. And you know, but he he will still watch it. Like yeah. as, as angry or as shit as something is, he will go like and I respect Andy for going and sitting down, like all the stuff I bring to him as well he will sit down and watch it and and you know and he does have opinions on stuff and they're strong opinions and i think what you were saying as well about you know you don't want it to taint a certain film like andy's reviews sometimes i'll leave mm. until i've seen the film until i've thought about it take yeah. some time to, to think and go how do i feel because you come out of the cinema and you go that was the greatest film i've ever seen and then two weeks later you go wait a minute they <laughs> oh. tricked me <laughs> 
you're like, you're like, that was rubbish. You know, <laughs> I came out of Eternals and I went, eh, it was fine. It was good. And then I went, hold on a second. They bamboozled me. I call it cinema syndrome. There's a lot of yeah. films I see and I go, and someone says, what do you think of the film? I go, I thought it was brilliant. And they go, did really? And I go, I think that's how I felt. And then you think about it, go, actually, I was just wrapped up in the world now, all the comfy mm. seats and the really cool sound and yeah. stuff. I mean, I still like Eternals. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, that's, but I and think that's it's fun, and that's fine. probably about half an hour too long. There's far too much exposition mm. in it. And the main character is boring as all fuck. And Jon yeah. Snow didn't need to be in it. But I still enjoyed it. But once again, I'm a shill where I'm like, if I enjoy something, I will still defend it while sure. simultaneously criticizing it. But sorry, you well, were I, I love I love poking fun out of stuff I love. Like I've been, mm. you know, I've, I've been showing you, I've been trolling my sister with all these... <laughs> Disney films I've been watching and stuff and making fun of them and she's like stop ruining Disney you prick and and I'm like but I loved it I love all the Disney stuff and I appreciate mm. the Disney stuff and even the controversial stuff you know and the you know inappropriate stuff it's like it's just part of that history and that culture and it's important that we remember these things to not repeat those mistakes in the future um and I I would lovingly poke fun at all my favorite kind of films and all the best films. I, I'll still poke fun at. It's not that I hate them. I'll poke fun at. I'll poke fun at anything. You know. Um, yeah. You know. To, with, within a degree. You know. Obviously. But um, <laughs> I, speaking of like people like just saying things look shit. I remember um, a friend of mine at the time. He saw the Civil War trailer, Captain mm. America: Civil War, and Spider Man rocks up. Yeah. And he's obviously, at the, at the end of the trailer, he goes like, Underoos, jumps in, steals the, the shield and goes like, hello, guys, or whatever he says. Hi, everyone, I think it was. And, and he went, nah, look shit. And I'm like, why? He was like, right, one, why is he so young? I went, um, well, he's 15 in the comics when he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> why, why, why are his eyes moving? In the comics, his eyes move to express emotion. You know, it doesn't necessarily make much sense, but that's just how they show what he's experiencing through those eyes. That's just something they do. So they've obviously taken that. His suit looks weird. Well, they're obviously going for a different look. It's a very Alex Ross-inspired look, that costume. And again, I was just like, <laughs> I hate saying this, but I'm like, read a fucking comic, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, a co it's a comic book. That's... There's, a, there's an issue I slightly have as well with the new intro they have for the Marvel films, Marvel Studio, because mm. it used to be like the flipping of the comic pages, which I loved because like that's where it's coming from. That's where, and even now, Kevin Feige is still reading the most up-to-date comic books to steal ideas from and put in the film. Like mm. he's still reading, he's still going back to the source, which is the important thing. And and you know, and now that new intro, you have like not even a like second and a half worth of comic book flipping pages until it turns into the you know the um the sketch work and the the production art and everything like that and then it becomes the characters in you know clips from the film i i get it but i was kind of like you're not kind of like respecting like even now they don't pay the artists and the writers they give them a, a nice little thanks on the credits um like ed brubaker who created the winter soldier brought bucky back from the dead he didn't create bucky but he brought him back and the idea of giving him the arm and everything he got paid more for the cameo in the film than he did for creating and coming up with that idea and that storyline my lord which is <laughs> is insane to me and he's like top tier you know he's a novelist as well i think he was i think he's working on the the newest maniac cop or maybe that's it's not happening now i'm not sure whatever but it's it's crazy to me but i was like i was like again you've not 
you've not even given it a chance. Like you were saying, like, but if Batman was in a white suit, he was like, this this Spider-Man is totally different from all the other Spider-Man we had before. Mm. And and look at what we have now with with No Way Home. People are going, this is the best film of all time, and this is the greatest thing, and I can't believe they managed it, and things like that. But again, without that small little introduction, you know, but again, people were so quick to write shit off. Like straight away, people are so quick to write something off. Mm. Again. I, like, I promised. I, I made a promise with Max, so I, we are going to see Morbius together. I yeah. said the only the only way you're going to get me to see Morbius is if we go together. And he went deal. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're whenever that fucking film comes out, we're going. Yeah, I, think I, know. Was, I, I, I think remember like. I think it's Fo- April Fools. I think it's, it's like, I don't know because it was one of those things, isn't it? Whereas like certain films, we Megan have spoken about, it was like they kind of come as a surprise because we're like you're paying attention to it, and then it's, oh, it's been delayed, it's been delayed. Like let them be carnage, which I know that um, mm. I'm going to be appearing on <laughs> the Spider Down the Secret Balls, yes. and we're going to talk about Maximum Carnage, Absolute yeah. Carnage, and Venom. Let there be carnage. All Three of the carnages, vastly, vastly different interpretations of carnage. Well, Very, one yeah. of them is, um, but we'll get into that on your show. Yes. But with those sort of films, it was like let there be carnage. It was like oh it's going to be coming out in this year and they got delayed and they got delayed and i was like it's not going to come out 2021 at Mm. all we're not going to see it for years it's going to come out it's going to be an absolute mess and it's going to be unwatchable which is different opinions i didn't think it was that was great but then it was just kind of like a month like six weeks and six weeks before release i was like oh here's a trailer and you're like what oh it's coming out soon so what (laughs) what what i don't have time like i need to make space in my goddamn calendar what i need you know cinema now it used to be when i was a single man with nothing to fucking do it was like oh you know i used to go with my mate alex and my mate callum we'd we'd get limitless cars and just go to sometimes three times a week just see almost everything that was out for ages especially at halloween it's great because you can just watch all the horror films and horror films are probably like i love horror films but they are the least consistent film genre there is in a sense of of, I'd say the rom-coms are probably the most consistent because almost every rom-com is between a 6 and 8 out of 10. It's very hard mm. to find any that are outside of that. And yeah. with horror, it's like you could watch three horrors in a row and it could be a 1 out of 10, a 9 out of 10, and a 4 out of 10. And you could have and you could look at them all and think they're all going to be brilliant or all going to be terrible. And some can just really surprise you. There's some brilliant indie films that you would never think are good, are genius. And there's big budget ones that are wank. And it's just, mm. there's no consistency to horror. It's, it's hilarious and brilliant. Yeah. But with that like when we would go to see all these films and stuff i'd have so much time but now it's like with me and megan she doesn't want to see every film i want to see at the cinema and i'd almost i'd almost go watch anything uh, because i I just love the cinema experience but now it's just like you know we have jobs and stuff and i work from home two days a week she's a teacher and stuff and she she normally gets home like 4 30 ish whereas when i work from home i finish at five if i'm not working from home i don't get home to near six well if we have to go to the cinema the nearest cinema is a 15 minute drive there's one it's like from where i live there's every type of cinema there's view picture house odeon showcase cineworld all of them all within 15 minutes but it's still 50 minute drive there parking whatever gets into the cinema blah 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 50 minute drive home you know 20 minutes half an hour of adverts then minimum two hour for the movie so the whole evening is gone it's a four hour job three to four hour job for each film you see and for that it's just like it's such a huge time and if you watch one a week that's that's a lot of time gone so me and megan a lot of films come out and i'm just like my thing is basically every marvel film for a while you know when we eventually have kids is probably when i'm going to start giving up on it but it's like for the time being and that's not gonna be for many years but it's like at the moment it's like while i can i'm gonna try and see every movie that comes out of marvel and morbius came out and i was like I will watch that because I'm more interested in what they're going to do with Blade and Morbius is probably going to be an anti-hero or a team-up or something with Blade. He's going to have some sort of connection, most likely. Mm. And obviously, 
you know, I'm you know the original Blade first two films. So the mm. third one, meh. but the first two are just phenomenal movies. Yeah. And it's just like with Morbius, it's like it's part of the the Sony verse, but it's also because the Sony verse is mcu canon in some ways it's that kind of weird thing where it's like venom is in a different universe but morbius might be in the mcu but and spider-man yeah, well, is there's, there's all these uh, like these multiversal films I'll clarify, minor spoilers for venom let there be carnage just to clarify yeah, yeah, sorry, into this yeah. conversation and uh, uh no way no way home as well oh yeah um, yeah, yeah if you haven't already uh but go that. watch it if you haven't Fuck yeah me. please Such a good movie. please go go and see that um but yeah, there's there's um there's all this graffiti stuff that's going on because there's Batgirls coming out and that's supposed to have Keaton in it, spoilers, mm. um, potentially. But then also like the graffiti in Morbius is the Toby Maguire Spider-Man on the mm. in the graffiti, and it's but then but then the vulture is supposed to be in it as well from the from the the Tom Holland MCU stuff. So it's mm. like and then but then you've also got Oscorp that looks like from the Andrew Garfield films in the same film and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? I have no <laughs> idea. So so I'm just gonna like again, based on that, I have to now go and see it to make any sense of that bloody trailer, really. Yeah. Um but it's like it's not something high up on the list. It, it, it's no. just like there's a lot of it's like Eternals. I saw that and I was like, Yeah, it looks okay. And I, I watched one trailer, I was like, meh. And then I watched another trailer, I was like, that actually looks really cool. But then I saw the runtime, I was like, uh oh. You know, when it's longer than Infinity War, you've got some big boots to fill and didn't quite. But mm. with all these films that are coming out, especially because, you know, Black Widow, which surprised me, I, I, I thought I was surprisingly enjoyable, mainly because Florence Pugh is Oh, she's phenomenal. Great. Best both, thing in it. Both one of the most beautiful people I think I've ever seen, but also one of the most talented actors and everything I've seen her in, be it Midsummer, Little Women, Black Widow, she is amazing. And it's just like all these shows and the MCU shows and all this other stuff, it's like for the moment, I can handle all this MCU stuff because most of my focus at the cinema or whatever or TV watching is basically Star Wars and MCU. That's my main thing. Megan's is Bake Off and Drag Race. So I've got an encyclopedic knowledge of drag queens <laughs> in all the different drag races. And I know a lot about Bake Off. But like there are kind of main things and all the other stuff kind of gets put to the side a little bit. But if it wasn't for the shared universe, yeah, I wouldn't be half the MCU films that are coming out. I wouldn't really be that fussed by. But because I'm kind of like, while I'm riding the wave of being able to consume all mcu content at the moment excluding agents of shield inhumans yeah. um those, oh, those oh, yeah Jesus. those can fuck off i didn't even try inhumans i i agents of shield i think i tried one episode and i was like, it's kind of boring and a friend of mine was like yeah i've watched all seven series it really picks up around series four and i was yeah. like what well, so i have to watch what three series of 24 episodes mm. at, that's like 18 hours per season however i heard the same thing about about the clone wars the animated series uh, as well and i was like and i was like do i want to start it from the beginning and i know it's all out of order as anyway oh, yeah. uh, like all the episodes um i did like I, I went online and someone like put it all in chronological order and i went that's too much effort to i didn't even through. do that when i showed yeah. megan i literally i actually went through and cherry picked i i say to anyone listening who hasn't yet watched clone wars okay skip all of series one and sk- skip the movie the movie's wank skip all of series one except for the fifth episode layer of grievous i think the f- one of the first episodes called rookies mm. and then there's the last four episodes which is the royal off stuff and the finale 
everything else you can just skip it's it's yeah. not and series two there's like a few jar jar things you can skip aside from that <laughs> most of it like most of series two is pretty good no but then i series think jar jar is great. integral all the jar jar stuff is integral <laughs> but clone wars only 20 minutes per episode though at least true yeah there is there is that i like my one of my one of the weirdest episodes of me was when the when the c3po and r2d2 have a spa day oh yeah <laughs> It's like what is this? <laughs> and and that one that one right at the end where like Jar Jar like gets his rocks off. Oh um, yeah, when Mace Windu's like, just priestess. Yeah. yeah, and she's like she's this really powerful, influential woman, and then and Mace Windu's just kind of there, like why is ever why is she like Jar Jar so much? <laughs> like what is it? What's the because she'll only speak to Jar Jar, and, yeah. like, and he's like, why will she only speak to Jar Jar? And it's like for some reason she's attracted to Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there you go you know opposites attract i guess um but yeah but yeah it's like i watch all of inhumans i i binge all of it. i think i watched it in a day or or two days because i was working from home and i went i can't be asked quick <laughs> so i just turned it on i was like this is just gonna happen and and i like the inhumans i like those characters again very obscure kind yeah, of i know nothing about them at all background kind of characters um in, like when i watched encanto there was some kind of inhuman-esque elements mm. to it and i was like oh it's a little bit like inhumans um they're very much not the x-men and i know marvel tried to make them the x-men and it's just it doesn't work it never will work you can't make the eternals the x-men you can't the, the eternals and the inhumans are more in common than the x-men inhumans or the eternals like it's not the same and i don't know why they're trying to fit that square peg in a round hole just don't do it don't bother um because there's a lot of problematic stuff within their culture and and the way the isolationist nation and stuff um and yeah but they the fucking just screwed the pooch with the characters uh, i was saying to max on our whatsapp i was saying that because there's a there's a rumor that he's going to come back and in a in a in a future mcu film right and uh and i was like well it can't be that version because that version so in the comics he's this uber powerful character he has a voice that can shatter men who is this so, person uh black bolt okay sorry. oh black, i've i've oh, yeah. i think i heard about the black bolt potential movie or series coming out i think i've yeah. heard rumors of that there is there is something going around so black bolt is the he's the king of the inhumans he's uh, basically, the Inhumans are an ancient race of hu- humanity and, and very highly advanced, and uh, they were basically exposed at the teenage years to this mist, mm-hmm. and it gives them, they basically, it could kill them, it could give them wings, it could, you know, they could turn massively fat, or nothing could happen at all. It's absolute potluck. Uh, Black Ball gets his powers, he can't speak, and he accidentally liquefies his parents by saying the word no, um, which is in the show as well. Uh, they use that in the show. It's not not quite, it's not very good, <laughs> not the way they do it. Um, but yeah, he, he ends up, you know, and, and then he swears never to speak again. He uses sign language. Um, he is as strong as like the Hulk. He is like top tier, like God level, like mm. Thor, Hulk, you know, you name it. That's kind of strength level. In the show, he gets beat up by three coppers. Right. So I was like, I, I, and I saw that in the trailer. And again, I, I, I reacted a little strongly to the trailer. But again, I did eventually go and watch it. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to sit down and watch and see if it is as bad as as people have said or if it's as disappointing. And it was, you know. How many episodes uh, was it? I think it's like seven. It is on Disney Plus. I'm if not going to watch it. No, I'm not no, going to watch it. Just I, I clarify. Yeah, I, I think 
I could see what they were trying to do, and I could see elements from the comic. There's a really good run by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee uh, in the early 2000s. It's like a 12-issue maxi-series. And that 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 is all you need to know, really, about the Inhumans. They're really, really cool characters, unique. Um, but, yeah, they just absolutely just fucking just butcher them. Just like – and, again, they were supposed to be in a the movie. They announced they were going to do a movie. Yeah. And what happened was there was a gap in the TV schedule – um, and I think it was like Patriot's Day or something. And they said, you have to make something and we'll do a, a cinema release of the first three episodes, two episodes. Hmm. Um, but you've got to make it within six weeks. Jesus. And, and, and they got the director or showrunner from Iron Fist, which obviously a very well-lauded, well-reviewed <laughs> show. And they, went, and they went, we know you can turn around shit quick to get this done. And they did it really on the treat, really shit you know bad cgi and everything and and the act the actors are trying but the the stuff they're working with is not good uh the only thing i liked is is lockjaw which is effectively the a dog the, is yeah yeah he's a he's a giant kind of bulldog uh he's got a little antenna he can teleport that's basically it um and he was the best thing in it <laughs> yeah that's that is quite problematic and it's one of those things where it's annoying how many projects and how many things get ruined by producers and by studios mm. and people not being given ample time to breathe yeah i mean six weeks is nothing like i've i've made i've filmed edited and put together a music video in more time than six weeks granted i didn't spend my entire what yeah i didn't have it wasn't six pure weeks it was you know evenings when i could and stuff but that is that is so rough and it it it, it's so unfortunate for the characters and for that because then inhumans is that ever going to get another chance because you know i think with the mcu obviously the next phase of the mcu is multiversal stuff and they're mm. going to bring in you know fantastic four i think the guy who i should really say to tonya don't listen anymore because i'm gonna yeah, start talking about because we're just to- sorry, tonya, sorry tonya, tonya never never listen to anything i'm on because no. I'll, I'll, ruin, I'll ruin everything <laughs> she's as, already as aware know. she's already aware of you in the discord channel oh, i feel um, <laughs> like i feel like i'm never gonna live this down now i'm like the i'm like the spoiler because i'm just well, I, I, i'll be honest i didn't really know the, the rules i'll be honest what are uh, the rules um, what are the rules um as, i'm glad i'm glad you got that was the sunny reference wasn't it Is oh that yeah what you were, absolutely okay, yeah good. i'm very glad you got that reference although i haven't watched the newest series yet I'm i i watched it first. i watched a few episodes it's okay uh, it's not i don't think it's top tier but there's some, some good episodes there. i think the season with the water park is the best season and oh, i think from there it's one. just gone down slightly um but anyway mild spoilers for certain yeah. future mcu stuff so obviously they're doing multiverse stuff obviously with dr strange multiverse of madness mm. with what happened in one division etc um and then fantastic four is going to be like i think the mid crescendo that's going to be we're probably going to get an avengers team up kind of movie and i imagine they're either going to pop up at the end of that or in there and then we'll get the fantastic four solo movie that'll be the middle east stuff and then by then we're going to find out who the big bad is be it mefesto yeah. or i don't know it's gonna be kang isn't it um obviously because of loki um very much spoilers and yeah, so yeah especially spoilers for loki yeah um so with all that in mind like the next phase and i feel like then towards the end of that they're probably going to try and get x-men in some way because there's a lot of rumblings yeah. going on of how they're going to canonize x-men and stuff mm. and then that's probably going to be the third sort of chapter so we've got the infinity war star saga multiverse saga then the multi wars are probably multiverse stuff it's probably going to allow the x-men to be a thing and yeah. then i imagine no i'm just thinking i mean this is not going to be i mean the first uh the infinity war was that like 10 more than 10 years wasn't it how long was it? it was 2008 yeah, to 2000 yeah 2008 till about what 2019 maybe yeah so it's like 11 to 12 years so yeah. 
the the rate they're churning them out now, I imagine, will probably be about another seven years by the time we're at the next one. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be, I'm going to be like mid 30s. Well, dead. You're going to be dead. <laughs> we're all, we'll all be dead. Uh, we're, we're not going to live very long. Probably not. No. But then the next <laughs> phase is probably going to be X Men. But like, I'm probably going to be, what, 40 by the time that sort of stuff happens. It's like, how? Are you going to be bothered? Well, I don't know because I, I are we gonna like? Do you think there's gonna be a, a superhero fatigue? Because even I, even I, I think as much as I love superheroes, sometimes I'm like, the last thing I want to do is watch another fucking superhero thing. I'm I'm getting I'm I, at the moment where we're at right now. Megan is definitely getting it, but at the moment it's manageable for most mm. people because it's no more than one a week in general. Yeah. Now I know, like I never got into the DC stuff because uh, you know with. One, I don't care about DC characters even a quarter as much as Marvel characters. I've always grown up with Marvel games and the Spider-Man games. Obviously, Spider-Man gets so interconnected with all the other stuff and so does X-Men. So you play X-Men and Spider-Man games, you know like a quarter of the main characters in the Marvel universe who are the big the big hitters and stuff. And so with DC, I never really had that amount. I knew about, you know, Batman and stuff, but I never got into DC as much. So when all those, you know, the well, they got the Arrowverse stuff came out and it was yeah. about, a, you know, 24 fucking episodes of series, like seven yeah, series of stuff. I, yeah, I, even I gave up. Like, I, I was pretty committed. Like, I watched Arrow, first two seasons, three, even four, I think. And then Flash, I enjoyed more as a show. Um, I watched a bit of Legends and then into Supergirl. And then me and Andy, we watched like The Crisis. But I, mm. I turned off ye- like years and he still, he and uh, Natalie carried on. And I was like, yeah, Crisis is good. That'll do. And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, friends. Part two will be out at the same sort of time next week. But if you can't wait that long and you want to support the show, and you want to get hours of additional content that isn't just early access stuff, that is content you can't find anywhere else, please consider checking out my Patreon, patreon.com slash genuinechitschat. The link to it is in the description, but for as little as £1 a month or $1.50, you get access to an exclusive audio feed, and in that you get access to part one and part two of episodes of Genuine Chit Chat, um, when part one drops in one full unsplit episode, and you also get mine and Megan's afterthought shows, where we review movies or TV series every week and we do it more than once a week but we normally record a bunch of them and then release them weekly and when part two drops next week on this very feed the normal listeners among you you'll get part two but all the patreons because they've already got part one and part two they get a bonus afterthoughts as well so they get two episodes of afterthoughts next week and most of the episodes of afterthoughts of me and megan are 15 to 20 minutes long Uh, we do spoiler free reviews of new movies and most tv series and then we do spoiler filled reviews of certain older stuff and things and at the moment we are doing a big tom hanks rewatch we start with big we might do a couple of the movies before big but at the moment we've done big and we've recorded our thoughts on the burbs as well as turner and hooch as well i think we've got joe versus the volcano and a league of their own next so we're watching a lot of tom hanks movies and we're doing reviews on those and it's a lot of fun it's just you know silly fun but for as little as one pound a month you get access to all of that audio content that is exclusively on patreon and you get to support the show and you get early access to genuine chit chat stuff plus you get star wars book reviews on there that are spoiler free that you can't get anywhere else including on my youtube channel or on star wars comics and canon or anything like that so if you want to support the show please do that another way you can support the show is you can give it five star rating on spotify you can give it reviews on good pods or apple podcasts or other such places like that you can share with your friends on social media or you can just talk to people about it that spreads really well word of mouth of my show i would hugely appreciate any of those ways and if you're already doing it then you have a portion of my undying love because anyone who's willing to share the show support it review and you know contribute money to it just 
blows me away. There's so many of you who are willing to do that. So uh, please consider checking that out, patreon.com slash genuine chit chat, or try and share my show in, in the multitude of other ways that one can. But aside from that, guys, what can you expect from genuine chit chat and whatnot going forward? So next week's going to be part two of my chat with Dan. It continues on a superhero content discussion. We talk about comic books and Spider-Man and Venom, uh, as well as how the streaming era has changed movies and international movie licensing, Sony's impact on home media, lots of different things like that. And I've got links in the description to Spider-Dan's site and some of his social media. There's also a link to his appearance on the Era of Geek as well. And at the end of this sort of nattering, there's going to be his promo, as in the promo for Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars. So lots of things to do with Spider-Dan in the description and in this episode. But coming up, I've got an episode due for recording with Spider-Dan and Rhea and Megan. Uh, We're going to do a special Disney-esque episode, but I'll get more into that when it gets nearer the time. And then I've got two or three people I'm currently speaking with, uh, and we just need to put something in the calendar so they can come on the show as well. So there's some authors, there's some podcasters, there's some interesting people, some very interesting conversations coming. But uh, that's generally what you can expect going forward. Uh, In addition to that, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link's in the description. I'm nearing 100 subscribers on there. You know, I know the vast majority of you do not listen on YouTube, but if you do not listen on YouTube, but you have a YouTube account, please go over to Genuine Chit Chat on YouTube and subscribe to that because then I can change my channel link name from slash, you know, hundreds of numbers and letters to slash Genuine Chit Chat. And in addition to that, if you go over to my YouTube channel as well, many of my episodes of Genuine Chit Chat have got video on them. And this conversation has got video recorded on it as well, which will be out next week on YouTube as well. And in addition to that, my conversations are in genre playlists, so you can listen to movie-related conversations or sciencey ones or whatever your fancy is, whatever reason you listen to Genuine Chit Chat, they're all in there, as well as all of my Star Wars comics and canon episodes, and they're all in genres as well. So if you just want to hear everything possible about Darth Vader in the canon, there's a playlist for that. Same with Dr. Aphra, same with the War of the Bounty Hunters crossover, loads of things that are geeky. And anyone who's enjoyed this episode with Spider-Dan would probably enjoy most of my Star Wars episodes and the many other episodes I've done of Genuine Chit Chat. So if this is your first time please check those things out but that's going to be it from me guys here i really hope you enjoyed this conversation i'll be back next week with spider dan part two and if you want to hear that early please become a patron supporter plus you get hours of additional content from myself and megan that's already uploaded on there and also you get additional ones every week so um yeah thank you so much for listening guys i hope you're all doing well especially as i record this you might have heard some wind in the background because in england we're getting the storm at the moment i think it's storm eunice i think it's called uh but yeah i hope you're all staying safe staying well enjoying the show and i will talk to you guys next week hello spider dan here of the spider dan and the secret balls podcast just wanted to give you a quick introduction on what i do and why you should check it out my main mission for the podcast is to spotlight the best kept secrets in entertainment that a mainstream audience may find boring i cover these topics in various different formats including Secret Defenders, where I challenge my guests to defend their favourite films that are underrated, obscure or infamous. Or Clone Balls, where we compare similar pieces of media and see which one will be crowned the victor. And Secret Ball Stories, where we compile a top five list in high fidelity fashion. I have various guests from all walks of life, including friends, family, comic book professionals and actors while also doing the old solo podcast and Patreon YouTube video here and there. If you like entertaining and informative discussions and are sick of content creators covering the same old MCU and Netflix programming, take a walk on the wild and the weird side by joining the Protalion. 
Swing over to spiderdanandthesecretballs.com for all the information you may need, such as links to the podcast, social media accounts, and how you can support the podcast. That's spiderdanandthesecretballs.com. That's B-O-R-E-S. Thanks for joining me, and as always, prepare for prattle. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.